It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Happy Saturday morning, everybody. Green and Growing is live in Milton, Georgia, here on 95.5 WSB. We're at Pike Nursery. We're having a blast at the newest Pike Nursery location in Metro Atlanta. And I'm here until 9 o'clock. We've been here since like 5.30 this morning, Mickey. Yeah. Before the sun came up. But we got to see the sun come up. That was kind of nice. And then I go go home and take a nap. The real sun. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know, the sun. We've been missing it for days. So we hope you'll stop by. you got another hour or so off of Bethany Bend Road. Plug it in the GPS. Pretty easy to get here. When you come in, you get a lot of free stuff. You get Chick-fil-A biscuits and coffee. You get to register for Rod Stewart tickets. He is going to be at Ameris Bank Amphitheater in Alpharetta, for those of you that are local, Saturday, August 22nd. You register for those, but you have to register here at Pike Nursery. And also a blueberry bush, Bountiful Blue. Pike Nursery is giving that away self-pollinating good size for a container on the deck you don't even need to really put it in the yard Um, easy to grow very easy and we'll talk a little bit more at the bottom of the hour about strawberry saturday but that is something you need to go to your local pike nursery stores for today as well it's a fun day it's something that all the employees at pike just really love this is like an interactive day it's a lot of fun and it brings a lot of kids in too yes it does so super strawberry saturday there's a lot going on we hope you'll join us on 95.5 WSB and in Milton. And you can call 404-872-0750. We will answer your garden questions and your garden calls. You ready for some more, Mickey? Sure. All right. Let them rip, right? First up is Jeff in Dunwoody. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much for calling. Good morning. So uh, last fall, I killed my uh, fescue front lawn and uh, sodded Emerald Georgia. Okay. And because it was in the fall and I wanted the Georgia to take, we did not put down a pre-emergent. Okay. Now, starting in January of 2020, my front yard, my beautiful Georgia front yard, is riddled with poana. Uh-huh. I've had a, a name brand um, uh, lawn care company uh, out three or four times, and I can't get rid of it. And it's driving me crazy. So pre-emergent, like you said, that's going to be task number one, just to get ahead of it. And even if it just minimizes it by 20 or 30 percent every season, doing those repeat applications of a pre-emergent two to three times a year is going to be really key. So annual bluegrass, Mickey, that's what we're talking about. That's po- right. That so, they grow in, actually, they grow it on um, golf courses up north. <laughs> Oh, do they? Yeah, they do. So we don't want it down here. <laughs> no, we don't want it here. So mm-hmm. now that you're starting to see some of it, uh, how do we treat it after the fact or the post-emergence? We can use uh, uh, most of the pre the post-emergence we have are for broadleafs. Uh, Image will do the grassy weeds. You can use that on it right now. If you don't do anything at all to it, um, it will it'll die when it gets hot anyway and but those all those little seeds it's making are going to fall to the ground and you're going to have to make sure you put on a pre-emergent uh next fall but that's going to be the key but if you want to get rid of it now go ahead and use a image or something like that that does a, a a grassy weed and jeff i'm just curious too when you mow the lawn are you the guy that keeps the bag yeah. on the mower or bagless well, I haven't mowed it right since I since I tore all the or I killed the fescue. So, um, yeah, it's still uh, so, the, so the fescue is gone. So I guess this is good information. Um, if I were to 
so my georgia is dormant right now and uh-huh. the, uh, obviously the poana is real noticeable because it's so green so uh, are you saying that if i put some image on there um i'm not going to damage the heavy investment i just made on the georgia in the fall i'm not going to kill the georgia once the Zorgia is rooted in good, make sure you read the labels. We always tell you to read the labels, but um, I'm almost sure it'll be fine as long as it's rooted in good. And you either want to do it when it's dormant or when it's um, about three-fourths green. You don't want to do it when it's coming out of dormancy. And a lot of these weed killers, Jeff, too, when you read the active ingredient in the label, as long as they don't have glyphosate in them, which is what we know is Roundup and all that, I mean, that is non-selective. That kills everything it comes in contact with. But a lot of these things that are more selective herbicides like that, they're, they're not going to hurt the lawns typically, but you just need to be careful with the applications. Right, that's good stuff. Last question. I've yeah. had this lawn service come out three times and, and to treat this, and it's still there. I mean, how long does it take for this stuff to die? <laughs> You know, I mean, with pre-emergent applications, considering that your lawn care company is doing them at the right times and at the right, you know, volume, laying down the, the, the right volume of, of pre-emergent, I really think it takes at least two to three cycles or at least a year and a half of application to really get a good dig in there for at least cutting back on 50 to 70 percent of the weeds, you know, that would have germinated otherwise. And the reason I asked, too, about mowing later on, you know, when you see the poana and things like that that have those seed heads, too, when you mow the grass, it's best at those points to use a bag because you're not, you know, spreading those weed seeds back into the lawn. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's good advice. Thank you very much. Have a great Thanks. day. You too, Jeff. Really glad you called. 404-872-0750. Beth in Waleska, you've been hanging for a while. Good morning, Beth. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good. How are you? Great. How can we help you? Well, um, we recently moved into an older home, and out back there is a ridiculously large and old established privet hedge (laughs) that I would really like to get rid of. (laughs) Yeah, not too many people. Yeah, not too many people want to keep privet. I wonder if you guys had any advice on the best way to attack like an older bigger hedge like that and when the best time of year is to do it can you can you dig it up first of all can you do that there are some i mean i think this hedge has probably been here for 40 years so you've got like some really big thick ones that probably would be hard to dig up and then there are some younger ones that i could definitely pull and dig up okay you you can dig up the ones you can the ones you can't uh if you'll cut them down and the day that you cut them down, and this is assuming that you don't have a problem with lose, using glyphosate or Roundup. Mm-hmm. We, we, use, we sell cleanup, which is the same okay. thing. It's glyphosate. If you'll put it down straight, not, not after it's been, you put water in it, but just straight out of the bottle, put it straight okay. on the, the branch that you've cut, mm-hmm. and you do it the day you do it, then that'll actually kill the plant. Yeah, I mean, once okay. you apply that that product to open cuts, I just think it gets more in, you know, in yeah. the, in the you plant need system. Yeah, straight plant, the straight. Yeah, plant. rather than just going up to it. But spraying you're it. also going to have to deal with um, the seedlings. I've got them at my yeah. house, and I I yeah. break a lot of them up. I spray them with Roundup. So Chinese privet and kudzu are just two of the most invasive things we deal with in Georgia. But yeah, I mean, Beth, the good news is a little bit of manual labor required. What you can't dig out, a few applications of something with glyphosate is going to eventually get to the problem. Okay. 
Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate your help. Thank you. Have a great morning. All right, you too. Bye. All right. Up next, we have time to talk to Sue in Gwinnett County. Hey, Sue, good morning. Good morning. What a great day, isn't it? It is so beautiful. I am happy to be out of the studio. What you got going today? Well, my husband loves black raspberry jam, and I thought, wouldn't it be fun to grow some vines or whatever you call them? But do they grow here in Georgia? And if they do, what do I need to do to get them to produce? They do. Black raspberries or any raspberry variety is not going to be that much different than, say, having success with blueberries or something like that. They're definitely um, hardy in in zone seven, which, which is where we are. You'll probably or eight. Want, yep, yep, or seven or eight. Um, you definitely want, you know, to start thinking about a trellising system as you plant them just so they don't get ahead of you. Um, but well, well-worked soil, loose soil before you even plant is going to be key to getting them in there right. So as long as the soil's workable, it's not frozen over, it's not compacted, <laughs> that's going to be the best soil. And in a spot with full sun. Yeah, full sun. Also... If I were you, I would go to the extension service. They've got a great handout on pruning your raspberries. Yeah. And it'll tell you exactly when to do it and how to do it uh, with the one that you've chosen. Yeah, the, the raspberries are kind of like hydrangea, something that you have to think about. Old wood, new wood, old canes, new canes, that kind of thing. And you want to make sure you're cutting the right canes away so that you don't lose any of the fruit that's going to be you know, coming up on those canes. So this is something you haven't tried before, huh? Well, a long time ago I did, and they all died. So, oh, um, no. Yeah, yeah and, but, I mean, but, the, but we the, have deer and other things and neglect. You know? Yeah, and some of them have brambles, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know if that necessarily, some deer are pretty tough, so they, they, can, they can tolerate that. But, yeah, I mean, just and well-drained soil, too. Once it's workable and once you've maybe added some amendments rather than just popping it in that red clay, work some amendments in there and make sure it is well-drained soil too and lots of sun. That's, that's going to get you off to the right start at least. Okay. And where could I pick some of these plants up and is now the time of year to plant them? I'm not sure whether we've got any black raspberries or not. We've got raspberries. I know we've got some of the others. We've got some raspberries and we've got blackberries. I'm not sure if we've got yeah, any black raspberries. Yeah, so hop into the, the pike nurseries. Over the, you've got a couple over there in Gwinnett and just ask them about the particular varieties that they may have to offer. Um, and yeah, I mean, okay. I would wait maybe a couple more weeks and let the soil dry out a little bit. That way it's, it's so wet and compacted right now, you're going to just be spinning your wheels getting out there trying to dig a hole. But, um, and, you know, the weather to warm up a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, within the next few weeks, it would be a great time. Okay, great. Thank you so much for your help. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good Saturday morning. Thanks for calling. We want to hear your garden questions, too. 404-872-0750. That is the number to get you on Green and Growing. And you jump in your car and you get to Bethany Bend Road. That is how you get to Pike Nursery in Milton. And that's where we are hanging out for the next 45 minutes or so. With Mickey Gasaway. I'm Ashley Frasca. 95.5 WSB. Scott Slade here on your WSB Weekend. Enjoy Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca and Dave Baker's Home Fix-It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I, will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News. Here's Ashley.
live audience at Pike Nursery in Milton. Having a blast, meeting the listeners, watching everybody eat a biscuit that I cannot eat yet. Mine's going to be cold by the time I get around to it. But Chick-fil-A off Windward Parkway and David Danzig for providing breakfast to our listeners this morning. You still have time to get out here. Bethany Bend in Milton. Quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Thanks to Brittany last half hour for doing the weather update. Now it's my turn. Sunny today. You're really happy to see the sun. You can get out there and do some things in the yard. High around 56. Lows in the mid-30s. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. Still a great day, though. Highs in the low 60s and lows around 39. That complete weather forecast coming up in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. And taking your calls to 404-872-0750. We're going to talk to Tony and Monticello, Pat and River and Frank in East Atlanta. And first, we're going to talk to Karen, who is here at Pike Nursery. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Where did you come from this morning? Alpharetta. Well, th- you didn't have a far drive. No. Then. Thank you for coming no. in. So I know you've got a great garden question for me. What you got? I have an area between two established beds on a slope, and roots from two trees are in there, and the grass is thinned out, so I need to expand the bed, but I don't know if I can cover up the roots. They're probably sticking out of the ground three or four inches, big, fat roots. the roots are exposed on a slope? On a slope. Oh. And I, I just don't know if I make it into a bed and put some stepping stones, can I just cover those roots or not? I didn't hear what she's planning. I'm sorry. Oh, just trying to take care of a slope and some exposed tree roots. I'm going to expand a bed into where grass has been, but it's all thinned out. Okay. And there's big, big roots you showing. Can, you can cover up those roots. That's not going to hurt it. Better to, better to cover them up than to you don't want to go. You don't want to go way above the roots, but you can cover the roots just a little With bit. With mulch, because I can't plant where the roots are. It'll be fine. That'll Thank be you. Fine. Yeah, and I mean, even if you did put a little bit of soil down, that may, I know you're not planting there, but that may help to hold no, the mulch gonna, in place a little I bit. I am going to plant some shrubs where I'm expanding. Perfect. Okay. But I just didn't know about the roots. What yeah. you don't want to do is cover up all the roots with a bunch of soil and cover them way up above the roots because okay. you do that. Thank you. Thank you so much for the question, Karen. And I do think we have time. If you can make your question really quick, Pat, good morning. We can answer yours. What's going on? Oh, I would like to know, is it time to cut back the rose bushes and the hydrangeas? I love it. Okay, so I'll tell you, I did a video with my my poor husband, had to video me cutting back the knockout roses yesterday. I'm going to put that on my Facebook page on Green and Growing WSB. I love being able to teach people about cutting back knockouts because it's so easy. Now's a good time to do it. I would have liked to have done it a couple weeks ago, but it's been too wet. But now's a great time to cut back most shrub roses. Climbing and and antique roses are a little bit different, but um, cutting knockouts and shrub roses back, you can totally just whack them back to 12 inches high and all that new growth is going to come from there. So now's a good time to do that. Just make sure to take all the debris away. You know, don't leave any of the old leaves and you have new growth right now but don't be afraid to cut that too with the roses because they're going to continue to to sprout and grow and hydrangeas it depends on what you've got if you've got the panicle kind like the more conical shaped i do that around saint patrick's day mop head those fluffy blue ones those are a little bit different you want to do that after they bloom yep so that's going to be later on in the summer pat we got to go we're going to check weather and traffic and we will be back mike shields is going to give you good news if you're trying to get here to milton i think the traffic's all right green and growing on 95.5 wsb Green and 
Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Thank you so much, folks. My first show out on remote at the Pike Nursery in Milton, strategically chosen. It was close to my house. It's a new store. It's beautiful. And it's a beautiful Saturday for you to be out and about. Hopefully you won't miss us. We're here for another half hour until 9 o'clock. And then Dave Baker is back at the studio, but he'll be along with Home Fix It from 9 to noon. And I think there's Georgia basketball later, too, so you'll want to stick around for that. But having a blast here with free Chick-fil-A. You can get chicken biscuits. You can get coffee and come in the store, register to win two tickets to see Rod Stewart at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. That is Saturday, August 22nd. And you're also registering to win a blueberry shrub here at the store as well. I've already got Mickey Gazaway with me here at the store, but we do something a little special at this time every Saturday. It's time for Pike's Pick. What you need in your garden or home this weekend. Brought to you by your local garden experts at Pike Nurseries. You have your own little theme song. How about that? Isn't that lovely? I love it. So the Pike's Pick, what, what do we do as a Pike's pick every week. What does that mean? We have something different every week. Sometimes it's a percentage off a plant. Sometimes it's just a plant that we're featuring. But today it's a free plant. Free plant. Free. Oh my gosh. Uh, and today it's strawberries. So with a purchase, you get a, a strawberry. Um, and we can like to help you uh, learn how to plant that strawberry and grow that strawberry. And we're going to have today, we're going to have a berry planting class uh, at 9 o'clock at all the stores. So at all the locations, it may be a good idea to get on pikenursery.com first and just check out, you know, which location is closest to you and whether or not you had to register. Some of the classes, most of them are free, but some you do have to register just so you all have a yeah. good idea mm-hmm. of how many people are going to come. Yeah. But it's not too late. No, it's no. not too late. And so We'd they'll also do the berry come. class here at at Pike Nursery in yeah. Milton, so all the locations there. So Super Strawberry Saturday. Right. Why are strawberries such a good thing for Georgia gardeners? Well, they're easy to grow to begin with. As long as you've got sun and good drained soil, you, or you can grow them in a container. That works as well. Um, it's a great thing for kids to grow. It's a fun one because all kids like strawberries. And so that's a good one to grow. We've got two basic different kinds of strawberries we've got ever bearing strawberries and we've got june bearing strawberries if you want uh if you want to make jam or jelly or something like that you're probably better off with the june bearing strawberries the one that we have here at pikes is called chandler or candler i think it's chandler Chandler. and um then we've got the ever bearing which just bear all through the season you can just go out and pick out a few strawberries for your um um, for your cereal or for some strawberry shortcake or something like that. Now, do you it's have fun. any secrets of keeping the pests away? Um, we've, of course, we've got the, the netting that you can use for that. Uh, I haven't had a big problem with, with, with it on my, except the, the, the mockingbirds, of course, that yeah. like everything. I had had them on my back deck a couple of years ago. I've got a pretty decent backyard, but doing blueberries in containers yeah. on my back deck and strawberries as well. And the squirrels come up and nibble at the yeah. strawberries and it'll get out to them before I do. Yeah. I have a great Dane now who weighs 140 <laughs> well, pounds. I've, Squirrels are not a problem anymore. Well, I've got a, a rat terrier. Oh, <laughs> see, so there you go. All right, so that's one way to control pests. <laughs> All right, so Super Strawberry Saturday and the berry class come out to Pike Nursery. Uh, today only, I believe, is that deal with purchase. Yes. Free strawberry plant. Free strawberry plant. So thank you, Mickey. Everybody Always good in. to have the Pike pick and go to pikenursery.com for more. 404 is the number. 
to get on green and growing. And I want to talk to Tony and Monticello. You've been so patient this morning. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Ashley. How are you this morning? Great. All right. So what are you looking to plant? Uh, well, I've already planted it. Uh, last weekend, I planted a Kwanzaa cherry tree and, a, and also a flower and peach tree. And what I thought was well-drained soil, but it's, it's pretty <laughs> mushy right now. Yeah. And I wonder if, if uh, there's something I need to do different. Uh, I didn't get the mulch down on it, and I wonder if I need to let it dry out before I mulch it, if I, I should replant my trees, or am I worried about nothing right now? Now, I'm hoping, first of all, train, you know, though. you dug the hole wide and not so deep, and you didn't put those down too deep to begin with, did you? No, well, I, I, I've planted a lot of trees. I've, Good. I think I've got that down pat pretty well. I just never planted trees, and then it be such a rainy season. I know. I, know, for I sure. don't think there's anything you can do about the soil once it's in there. I don't think there is. Uh, but what about doing the mulch now or maybe waiting for the you, soil to dry out a little bit? You can let it dry out a little bit. Yeah. It's going to rain again. I don't know. Uh, what yeah, it's going to rain on matter, Tuesday. Sorry to be the bearer could, of bad news. But when you do put the mulch on, don't put it right up to the trunk, pull it back away from the trunk. Uh, you don't want you don't want to you're not mulching the trunk, you're mulching the roots. So keep it back from the trunk. And that's especially uh, important on cherries and on peaches things that have thin barks you don't want to yeah. pull that mulch right up also one more thing if you didn't test your soil and and you haven't lived in while cherries don't like acid soil so you might think about having to put some lime down there as well okay well i don't know if this is an indicator but there were wild cherry trees growing there so i've I've worked yes. for, I don't know, the last six or eight weeks getting rid of them. So yeah. I thought the Kwanzaa cherry may yeah, be probably do good. adaptable. Uh, and okay. now, Tony, I want you to teach us a little something, too. When you called and talked to Justin, you told him they were bare root trees. Is that right? That's correct. They weren't in the bark. They were bare root. Yeah, so Walter and I had a conversation a couple of shows ago about bald and burlap versus potted, and we didn't really cover bare roots. But in your experience, tell folks what you do to have success with planting a bare root tree rather than something else. Uh, well, I, I do like, like you said, dig a, a good hole. Uh, I learned back in the 4-H club back when I was a kid that, you know, they would call it a, a $100 hole for a $10 tree. <laughs> Yay, so, uh, 4-H. And so, uh, yeah, just just follow those directions and make sure the ground's not deep, just just like you would a shrub, I guess. Yeah, and kind of laying those roots out, right? You have the, the right. chance where you don't have to work the soil out of them. You're able to just kind of lay lay them out. Right. Yeah. Perfect. I, I've the burlap trees. I've always cut the the burlap off yeah. and done similar anyway. Just spread the roots out. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Tony, I think, and Mickey thinks, too, you're on the right track. Okay, good. Well, one question, if you don't mind. I've sure. been looking for a red honeysuckle, and, and I don't, I can't find any in my area. Uh, my mom had one in Augusta, and, and the, the uh, butterflies and the hummingbirds loved it. Uh, is, is, have you ever, or, or would you recommend ordering them by, over, online and having them delivered? Since you're in Monticello, yeah, that may be best unless you've got a local nursery out that way that you could go ahead and call ahead and see Red Honeysuckle. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you were to 
order them online, just make sure. I, I always read the reviews of the places before I order plant or seed online because sometimes, you know, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get and that they're packaged correctly by the time they get to you. They're still viable and still healthy. So that, that could definitely be something you look into, sure. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks, Tony. Have a great Saturday morning. You too. All right. And we are going to talk to another Tony. Hey, Tony, you're calling from Canton up in Cherokee County. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Ashley. How about yourself? Very good. Thank you, sir. I've got a question about centipede. I put uh, the sod down a couple years ago, and uh, I even used the uh, pre-emergent back in September. All good. right. So, uh, but now uh, I'm noticing an awful lot of uh, the old winter weeds, and I recently purchased a herbicide um, called Blindside that says it's safe for centipede, and I was wondering if it would be okay to go ahead and spray the centipede now to get rid of those weeds. Do you know what the active ingredient in that herbicide is? <clears throat> well, I I uh, you may not be near the label, but... Yeah, well, it's kind of hard to pronounce. The first thing <laughs> here, it looks like a, a sulfatin uh, trizone, uh, and then the other one is also a suffle uh, furon. Okay. I don't know. Does that ring a bell? They've changed it all now. It used to be atrazine was what we used in um, for centipede. Uh Now all of them have got that, and I think it's that same ingredient. Just make sure you read the directions. And again, with most things, you don't want to do it when the lawn is in transition, which is almost kind of now. When you if you see any green on there at all, but read the directions and make sure that says that that's true. But it's kind of like when you're first waking up from a sleep that's when you're more susceptible for something to happen to you so you want to be totally awake or totally asleep in the same thing with your grass so yeah yeah, i mean post-emergent like that it may be better to hold off for a couple of months on those for right now manual removal is the best you could do to be safe that would be an awful lot of manual Uh, i know (laughs) do you have some friends you can buy them some pizza (laughs) uh I think they they wouldn't accept that invitation, but uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll give it a try. Okay, well, look, I just wanted to be uh, wanted to be sure and not get blindsided and kill my centipede. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you did very well do too doing the pre-emergent in September, and then you also were looking to do a pre-emergent. Did you do one like just recently, February, maybe this month, if you if you have one to stay ahead of the summer weeds? Yeah. So another application of pre-emergent is going to be good too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll have to uh, check my note up there in the garage and see if I have it. It's it's not too late to do that now, is it? Mm-mm. Nope, I think that would be just fine. And we've got some rain coming up Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah, the next few days, that may be a good thing to do. We've had okay, so much right. warm weather, you may have had things already germinate some that normally wouldn't have germinated. But, you know, right, it's, right. it's going to help some yeah. anyway. Okay, all right. Well, thanks for your help. Thanks, Tony. Have a good morning. You too. All right, 404-872-0750. Getting close to the end of the show, but you still have time to get out to the Pike Nursery in Milton off Bethany Bend and see us. We're having fun. We still have a lot of Chick-fil-A chicken biscuits left, I think. There were 100 and more than half maybe gone. So, uh, Frank, in East Atlanta, you're on Green and Growing. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, uh, so what kind, what kind of lawn do you have? Uh, we have, Mickey recommended it last uh, last season to me. It's called Jammer Zoysia. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the most beautiful sod I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the company came out, they, you know, first day, two weeks before they put it down, they used a 
a pesticide to kill a herbicide to kill all the weeds. Then they tilled it and did all that, put the jammer down. It came up beautiful. We used a pre-emergent in the uh, fall, uh, but we still had some, what do you call it, hindbit that still came up yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. Now we're getting ready to do the pre-emergent. Now we're, we used halts in the fall, and we're getting ready to use that again. So on the label, it says it will kill the hindbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with the pre-emergent. Is that true? We don't carry halts, so I'm not sure. I, usually it's either. A, we've got some things that are pre-emergents and post-emergents, but I don't know about halts. I'm not sure. So the pre-emergent's going to be good. The hen bit, you definitely want to, I mean, eh, hen bit, I'm trying to think what. Yeah, we've got one called uh, Weed Beater Complete, I think is the name of it, that's post-emergent and pre-emergent. But just read the directions and see. And do so it like Weed Beater would be something good? Weed Beater Complete. Weed Beater Complete. I think okay. that's the name of it. Okay, so that would be the one product that would do it all, the pre-emergent, yeah. and take care of that at the same time. Right. Yep. Yep, and keep doing the pre-emergent as well. You're you're on the right track doing that. You're you're timed out well for uh for that as well. Great. Well, one one quick question: When should we aerate our lawn? Aerating While it's still is dormant. Or probably when it turns green. No, best on once it's green. So May or June is going to be a good yeah. time to do that for zoysia. Okay, and do you do, do the plugger? Yeah, yeah, you can do mm-hmm. that. People have different preferences on what kind of aeration they like to use, but I think that that, that gets the seed in a lot better. A plug aerator. Seed it, though. He's not seeding. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for the call, mm-hmm. Frank. Really appreciate your call. All right, it is time to dip out and check traffic and weather. We're going to be back right here, green and growing with Ashley Frasca. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. <laughs> it's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to green and growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Here we are. We're back on Green and Growing 95.5 WSB. So good to see friends here at the Milton Pike Nursery. Joe Lample, a good friend of the show, coming and going and, and talking to the audience. Mickey Gasway has been here all morning long. And people, they flock to you. They love coming up to you and showing you things and asking you questions. And you don't get stumped too often. I have a fun job. You really really do. do. And I mean, there's Mm. so much that you've tried from personal experience that, I mean, you're telling people... Real I have knowledge. killed a lot of plants. We all do. We got to kill them in order to learn, right? Thank God it doesn't work that way with humans. But yeah. with plants, it's, you know, I mean, that happens. You just pop into Pike Nursery, right. buy a new one. All right. So, Jason, I do think to end the show here, I want to give people the garden to-do list so they know what they could be doing this weekend. Green. Green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. So going back to garden basics really is kind of what this show is all about and making gardening not overwhelming for you. Just, you know, slow and steady wins the race, right? When you're trying to maintain your lawn, don't want you to be overwhelmed. So Mickey and I put our heads together. Three things, just basic things. It's a sunny, nice weekend that you can be doing. Mickey, earlier in the show, recommended, number one, plant perennials now. Yeah, it's a great time. What are some of your favorites, two or three? I love Rebecca. I like the flocks that's growing right now. I like daisies. There's a daisy called Becky that I love. Uh, Roots grow when the soil is cool, so we want to get the roots. We want to get it going so that when it gets hot, it'll have plenty to 
So we and it. we like things that attract pollinators oh, too. To yeah, be thinking ahead to that. Absolutely. Uh, some lantana are perennial, yeah. so that could be a good one. Yeah. Um, number two is chickweed showing up. I'm surprised. I don't think we got any questions about chickweed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us did pre-emergent back in the fall. September was the time for pre-emergent, but now you spot spray chickweed using a broadleaf weed killer. That 2,4-D is the active ingredient. Broadleaf for weed killer is going to work yeah. on a lot of things like chickweed and oxalis. There's a bonide product here at Pike Nursery that's good for that. And number three, from uh, UGA turf expert Clint Waltz, you can mow, but don't scalp your lawn now. My fescue's, you know, kind of bushy, needs, needs some maintenance, but don't scalp it. Set the, the mower blade high. Fescue-type lawns use uh, nitrogen-rich fertilizer, and when you're looking at fertilizer products, that first number is nitrogen, 16,4-8, something like that. Now, is a great time to be fertilizing the fescue lawn as well. So there you go. There's your three things to be doing in the landscape. We've only got a couple minutes uh, left of the show, Mickey, and I just really want to thank everybody that came out today. I was a little nervous to do my first show out of the studio, like the, the warm, cozy, little dark studio on Saturday mornings, and it was really fun to be out on the road. Thank you to the support staff here at Pike Nursery and the store manager, Danny, for opening the doors early for us, and Chick-fil-A off Windward Parkway for providing breakfast for everybody. Everybody looks pretty happy, yeah. well-fed, well-caffeinated, so it's been a great Saturday morning. I hope you will join me next Saturday. We're on now every Saturday, 6 to 9 on 95.5 WSB and uh, Jason and Justin back in the studio. Tim Stevens, our engineer here on site. Thank you guys so much for making this happen. So hope to see you around soon. If not, you know, I'll be on triple team traffic Monday morning to get you through the commute. (laughs) Stick around. 95.5 WSB. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.